We're getting started with another episode of the Big Go Bell Podcast. I'm those two chains. I'm here with two great, incredible friends of mine, Jamal and Marcellus. What's up, dudes? Hey, how's it going, man? Nothing much, nothing much. Welcome back, Mar- Marcellus. Uh, it's been a while, sir. Well, you can't talk bad on mute, <laughs> so wait, wait to come back. <laughs> it's going to be a little longer. Yeah. Well, we will. Uh, so, sorry about that. We got a call. Oh. <laughs> I disappeared for like 20 seconds because somebody called me. I had to tell them I, I mean, them. hey, an extra few minutes is not going to do you no harm after being gone for a few weeks. But welcome back. Hey, appreciate it, man. Glad to be back. Um, And uh, um, for Will, he's uh, handling some things, taking care of a sick kid today. So he oh, said he might join, but we'll, we'll see. But either way, um, we got a few things to talk about this week um, and um, things we got coming up. So, um. Uh, bear with us as we freestyle a little bit as our topics are going to be all um first off it's all in weekend um it is uh we already discussed uh i put out an episode earlier this week aaron returned for the show as he'll be attending all in so uh, it was cool to catch up with him and um talk about the process of getting the tickets and um everything he has going on as far as um his his plans for attending uh that and starcast and all that other good stuff so definitely check out that last episode as um he gives you the tips and tricks and hanging around in that chicago area for all in um but it is all in weekend and um and i believe what's today thursday is today today might have been the first day for starcast if i'm not mistaken Mm. You, you can uh get all of the exclusive uh podcasts and other shows that they'll be putting out for that on fight tv um i think that package is 99 dollars. but uh as far as us who won't be there uh we'll, we'll have to order the i-pay-per-view or you know watch the entire thing on fight tv also two people local to the dmv area um baltimore is jerry uh, jerry's um jimmy's seafood wow. is also throwing wow. uh, um view party for it as well so um, that should be cool. And anyone who's ever been to any type of wrestling event or anything in this area or just, you know, been to Baltimore knows that Jimmy's is really uh, known for their seafood. But not just that. They are big wrestling fans and always try to c- cater to the wrestling fan base. And um, them showing all in just makes sense. So um, you don't have any place to go. That will be from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. come um, this Saturday for all in. But um, for all in, uh, I don't know how much of a fan of Baltimore you are, so <laughs> I'm sure you'll be there. Uh yeah. So for all in, um, um, the, the the big thing is that you know we we know the car, we 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 know the rumors of things that may happen. Like I said, we already discussed that. But obviously, the biggest thing right now that is kind of being rumored about, and um. More or less, I, I don't know if it's been confirmed because WWE typically just comes out and says like we, you know, released or we have come to terms with blah blah blah. But Neville has been off the tip of everyone's tongue recently about his departure from WWE, unconfirmed, like I said. But um, there's been rumors that he may appear all in, but we'll see. But nonetheless, we're talking about Neville. What 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 do we want to see with Neville? What what is our expectations with Neville right now? For me, I would. This is a time where, like, even though I know it's a copycat league, you know, when we talk about wrestling, sometimes where gimmicks get switched over or borrowed, you know, if, if the rights are there. But this is where I would like to see WWE kind of build up their cruiserweight division and make it more like an X division in a way, um, just to show the talents of what Neville could have done in WWE. But since he's, you know, almost out the door, practically out the door already, and, and moving on to different things. It's going to be hard for me to see what Neville can do. Maybe he can do the independence like Cody did and, and not do the same thing like the list that Cody did, but like put himself in big marquee matches outside in the independent scenes and make a name for him that way. 
Um, I definitely see him not lasting in the indie scenes. I, I definitely think he'll be making his way back to WWE and going back to NXT again, kind of like what Drew McIntyre did. Um, but it, he has too much talent not to be used. But it just shows it's a direct correlation that just because you're successful in NXT, that doesn't mean it will always carry over to WWE. And that's unfortunate. And I wish it was different. Let me toss a, a question back to him real quick. With that being said, do you think that Although it hasn't been confirmed, do you think there's a chance that he may still just be signed and go back to WWE under a reconstructed contract? It's, it's totally possible. Um, because like you said, it's really been hitting about what's beneficial or what's not official. Um, so that really keeps the the silver lining, you know, there. But I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Um, but I fully expect him to to leave and then eventually come back maybe about two or three years down the line if if it comes to that. But no telling how wrestling will be at that point because depending on how all in goes this weekend, you know, that can open up a new microscope of what wrestling could be. Sounds good. Um, I, I think, I think that I, I'll, I'll say my remarks in a minute. Go ahead, Jamal, you jump in there. I think that, um, as far as Neville goes, it's, I don't think his name is big enough where he can just go and walk into another company's door and demand a spot. You know, right. I don't. I don't think he's Cody Rhodes, um, in that regard, uh, talent or not. With that said, I do think that he could go out there and be a Cody Rhodes or a Sammy Callahan and make his way on the indie scene, and uh, possibly be another Drew McIntyre and then come back into the WWE. The difference between him and McIntyre is that Neville was like five ten, and McIntyre. He has a particular look. They have a for, and, and Neville isn't it. They so just by him being puts him in a box that he'll never be able to be. So the question is, does he even want to go back? Mm. Would we like to see him in NXT? Well, obviously, would we like to see him in maybe the UK division of NXT? Sure. But as far as like where the money is on the main roster, is there a place for Neville? Yes. Is there a place for him in a meaningful position, you know, meaning um, in retrospect to his talents? No, uh, because that's what they're not looking for a guy like him. I, um, you, but. Okay, so the one thing I want to I'm going to go ahead and then I'll throw it back to you is that when you say he's not a big enough name, you know. Why isn't he? Because. Let's let's think about the last few people that's been released or whatever from WWE. Um, obviously Enzo, obviously Big Cass, obviously Emma. Um, no one knew who Emma was because obviously no one watched NXT back in the day, uh, which is a which is a shame because she was damn good. She got to the main roster. Um, it's unfortunate she was hurt. Unfortunate they tried to repackage her. They knew that didn't work. But she went on the indies and it, and it became a big thing because she was a WWE talent on the indies and that all of automatically made people invest in her. Um, and moving forward, Enzo is Enzo, not particularly good at wrestling, but big enough name, main roster guy, merch, popular, big cast, her same same sort of the lesser of the two, main roster, her. Darren Bryan match released, end up getting a contract of some sort. You said, nonetheless, people obviously paid attention to it. Out of everyone I named right now, Neville was absolutely the biggest star because he has it all. I mean, when Neville was at was was the cruiserweight champion, he was the thing to watch at 205 Live. Quite frankly, outside the Miz, he might have been the best heel in WWE. Um, he obviously is a damn good wrestler, mm-hmm. and no matter what, he has the look as a super heel. Um, and, and I and I kind of like, I'm not going to say sympathize, but at the same time, I kind of could rational with him as the fact of why he left WWE because you was getting ready to have him job to Enzo after you'd done all that work in a in a in 205 Live, a show that Triple H spent numerous conference calls about be patient, just wait, and just for him to get it going, just for them to, you know, he built all that momentum just for him to lose it that way. Like, you know, they played him. And uh, we can talk about it in a second, but I absolutely do feel, considering what is happening on the indies right now, that Neville to go to New Japan, to go to ROH, is absolutely a big name. And if he goes to any other 
independent company such as I don't know MCW or anything like that, that's going to put some butts in seats. Well, yeah, I mean that put some butts in seats, but I think we're talking about a different audience here. And if the main roster audience of the WWE were or as knowledgeable or or willing or had a willingness right. to watch climb out of their uh, um, echo chamber and watch something else, then they would know or appreciate a lot of these guys more. Um, and we see very few times does a person outside of the scope of what McMahon is looking for, you know, get themselves over in a meaningful way. Um, you guys like Chris Jericho, you know, did it, but he's fairly undersized, one of the bigger cru- cruiserweights, you know, that you would have in WWF. Um, then you have a guy like Daniel Bryan, you know, another guy, hideously undersized, but, you know, resonated with the crowd. Um, the, obviously, you have a guy like Neville. You have a guy like Sami Zayn that's built his career on being that underdog type person that you don't really believe in. But the problem is, is that the fans are buying into it, but management doesn't seem to be. So if you are Neville, if you are a Sami Zayn, if you are Nakamura and you're breaking into a new era, a new territory, and they do this very specific thing and you can give them that, but that will only get you to a level six and everybody else, the, the upper echelon is at a level nine, 10. And that's kind of what it is. Uh, the New Day, everybody keeps coming back to the New Day. But when they first came out, they were basically like Kirk Franklin rejects. Yep. And now they get to do what they do now because you know, of their ingenuity. So can Adrian Neville survive on the NDC? Of course he can. Absolutely. But the question is, will he ever be bigger than he is now? I don't know. Uh, so, uh, look, number one, he doesn't need the Indies. He doesn't have to go to the Indies in order to revamp himself. Or he where else would he go? Huh? Where else would he go? No, I, I'm saying he doesn't need it. He's not a Drew McIntyre who was 3MB and absolutely was just – it was doomed on, on WWE, went to the Indies, did all his stuff and Evolve. Came back and boom, he's like, he's. See, he's you're telling kid. me that Neville isn't in the same boat as Drew McIntyre? No, not at all. Because, not at all. Know, and the worst, he was the worst part of uh, 205 Live when it, when it was really bad, and then he took damn near a year off, and then all of a sudden he shows up in Cleveland at, at some house show in a church. I'm not what? saying that people forgot about him, but I'm just saying that it's a long way to go back to, to like a even no. even somewhat of a mainstream rest no, 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 you're you're wrong. You're wrong. He was not part of 205 Live. 205 Live came off the, the, the success of uh, the Cruiserweight Classic, and that was doomed to the point where we had these discussions about what does 205 Live need to do? Oh, they need to bring this person in. They need to bring this person in. When that UK division got um, – the UK Championship Tournament was announced last year. Remember, Neville appeared there against uh, Aleister Black. That was his debut. That was Aleister Black's debut. That was Neville's debut outside of anything centric to just being on the main roster. Next thing you know, Neville is now on 205 Live as one of the first people to come back down to it. That was before Kalisto and anybody else we had, you know, suggested that should have did it. He and 205 Live was trash can juice back then. And then he made it better. The only thing you say about Neville that he's missing, um, for, for once, okay, does he need the indie scenes to make himself a name again? No. But his style fits the indie scenes where he'll be a great where he'll put butts in seats. Yes. But his goal is to try to make himself one of the top performers, especially if you're a former NXT champion. Because if you think, if you get projected, which it should be, if you get projected to be NXT champion, that means you're supposed to prepare yourself to be a top guy or at least a top five guy on your brand of Raw or SmackDown. Well, he was, he, was a t- he was the top guy in 205 Live. Now, you, now you can discredit 205 Live for what it is, but when you, you, you say you should be a top guy on a brand, and arguably, right. arguably at a point, 205 Live and SmackDown Live, no, I'm sorry, 205 Live and Raw might have been neck and neck on which one could be worse. So I, I agree, but let me ask this. When Neville got pushed up to Raw, when he you know, debuted and everything, was his mm-hmm. expectation to be stay on Raw and be high or not say demoted, but go switch to a 205 brand where then you can become a top player? So in a way, did he lose some steam when he had to go down there to become a top player on that side? 
or did he need to stay in Raw and to become a top player there? You guys are forgetting. Now, Raw, again, was not good. This is when SmackDown Live had just went live. So SmackDown Live was the show to watch. It was it was arguably becoming the A-show. Raw yep. was doing this thing where they were just like, oh, we're Raw. Oh, it's Cruiserweight time with Purple Ropes. Remember, right. never still wasn't in 205 Live there. Then uh, at that point, he did go to 205 Live. He became that heel that they needed on that brand. He carried that show for his, you know, his his promos and his look and, you know, what he could do in the ring. And let's not even forget, too, WrestleMania last year. Oh, yeah, WrestleMania, um, yeah, last year, he opened up with a match against him and Austin Aries, which, mm-hmm. you know, was privileged, which argument, argumentally could be one of the best views in WWE at the time with Neville being, the, you know, the big bad hill he was. So, there was no flaw in what Neville did, and I even I even will mirror and and, and or mimic Corey Graves on this. But when Neville went heel, that was absolutely the best thing that could have happened for WWE because they needed it. They absolutely needed it, and he ran with it, and it and it and it, he he made anything he did interesting, which absolutely helped Two Hundred Five Live. Then came to play called Enzo, which made everything such a joke with the the Zoe train and all this other stuff where you had all these super talented guys jobbing for this guy. Mm-hmm. And Neville was like, I'm not having that. I worked all this to bring this show up to what it's worth. And then now you're going to have me lose the championship to him. Not the Austin Aries, you know, the person that was and Austin Aries dipped out too off of this, you know, I think it was both management misused both of them on that feud, even though the wrestling was good. It yeah. was mismanaged. And this is why, and this is why we're at this point now where it's just like, you can't say that the booking, the booking was the main direct factor for Neville's departure. Right, had nothing to do with his look, had nothing to do with his skill. He is he doesn't need the Indies to revamp himself. Right, and the bookings mishandled this one on a catastrophic level, and that's what happens with a lot of people on on the main roster. We talk about Raw SmackDown, and I'll go down to what uh, Jamal said earlier. Like, literally, the New Day was supposed to be Kurt Franklin rejects, but somehow they found a way to make themselves a legitimate theme, a legitimate uh, stable, you know, because they did things a little bit differently on their own. Now, somebody like Neville, I don't think he has that look or maybe character of personality to try to do that because the way you get up is if you have a charisma or personality like The Miz, like CM Punk, where you can do that on your own. I think Neville is all about the wrestling, which is not bad, but that's who he's about. Yeah, I think Neville uh, is on the same plane as Emma, um, and it's not that that doesn't mean that he, that he or she are good or bad. It's just that we knew who you were when you were on TV and on you know the big stage every single night or every single weekend. Um, and now, uh, where is Emma? Like I'm about to put her on a milk cart because we we know that she still is doing things, but we should have gotten that in the way that it was before. Mm-hmm. And I think Neville, for what it's worth, um, I, you know, I, luckily, because I like wrestling so much than characters and promos and stuff like that, I didn't mind um, his lack of charisma or his lack of um, a, a gimmick, so to speak, because I'm just here for the wrestling. With that said, I still think that for the more casual fan, for the more mainstream audience, they're just going to go, oh, who? A shortway Barrett. Okay. Whatever. So I hope he comes back and I hope he does something. And I think I that all in would be awesome. But as far as like the next six months goes, yeah. I, I just don't I just don't agree. I really think that enough casual and uncasual fans know who Neville is. Neville, let's not forget, had one of the cheapest gimmicks when he was a face as being a superhero, the man that gravity forgot. And you're talking about kids or just regular uncasual fans the red arrow or red falcon i forget what this special was called um whatever yeah was something that everyone was like oh my god i gotta see that move people pop for that move his entrance his look all that that was a year ago and i'll say the same thing happened with evan Bourne too same thing and and that is a household name (laughs) believe it or not yeah yeah. but but when he became king of the cruiserweights when he became in his big bad heel, no one he was, they weren't less invested in him at by any means. 
I just think that, you know, for what the Cruiserweight division was, as much as the Cruiserweight division tried to segregate their talent into this one box of purple ropes, I think that him and Austin Aries did everything they could to, to be with that, to be outside of it. And it ultimately resulted in them and the lack of, and uh, uh, the lack of proper booking for them to realize that they need to depart the company. And, they, and, 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 and again, let's, let's, let's move on a little bit. I mean, obviously there's rumors swirling around why he was held hostage for 10 months. And there's rumors going around saying because WWE did not want him to be released and work for New Japan, which means that they felt a threat of some sort coming from that company. I mean, do you buy into that at all? Uh, no, no, I don't either. Any reason why you think they held this contract the way they did? Because they don't know what to do with him. They don't. Uh, they, know that yeah. they know that they're paying him. They know that he can do things. Really, don't have a place for him. Uh, he's not. I don't want to say like ready for anything. That, that's not true. He, but he's not like a big main roster guy. Um, he could go back to two hundred five live, but he's. Uh, what? Then we lost him. Did we lose him? Yeah, we did. I mean, what Jamal is basically feel like he's getting ready to say is like what he could do, but his inability and and unwilling to do so is a different thing, right? So if you have a guy that wants to hold out in his contract, you know, unless they they have to give him something he wants, and it's not about what show he goes to. Right. it it, it It ultimately means money and booking. And, it, right. and clearly the biggest one has to be booking because that's why we got in this predicament in the first place. Correct. So, again, why would WWE hold this contract outside of the fact that there's disagree, agree, uh, disagreements on it? No. It's just interesting to see. I mean, because like, well, and, and part of this, like you said, has to do with management spots. You know what your wrestlers are. You either use them in a appropriate way or you're just going to bury them. And really, you're just wasting money out of your own paycheck, you know, paying people that you're not using at all. And we're saying that about, you know, on both sides of the brand, because even though SmackDown is a two hour show, it still has a lot of characters like the Usos you haven't seen in a month. Like before the this Usos, last. The Colognes just came back. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, where, where were they? I mean, are they the Colognes? What are they? The, uh, what, what was it? Los Matadors? There was one time. I mean, they've been so many gimmicks, you know, in and out. That's discussion. <laughs> But yeah. like, what do you like? Even the bar, the bar was missing for three months, right when they switched over to SmackDown. It's just, it's very hard to do that, and you know, you got talent on your roster, but you can't hold people back either. It's, it's a management thing, I would say. Yeah, I never was going to be fine. Um, there's, there's going to be a want for him, um, and a demand, and he doesn't need, um, he doesn't need it. He does mm-hmm. not. I just don't firmly believe that he needs the independence in order for him to you know to to be relevant or right. to or, or to breathe success right he, he had what he needed and WWE obviously decided that they felt that never was the more I mean I'm sorry that Enzo was the more appropriate choice here and mm-hmm. um and it is what it is. It's also funny too. As much as Enzo has been very vocal about everything that's been going on, he's right. never ever once denied the fact that um, them him being the focal point of the cruiserweights at that time, yep, um, was not true, and ultimately led to Neville's uh, sort of say hiatus and holdout or whatever it right. is. So, right. Um, it is what it is. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's uh let's let's move on to uh the next topic. Uh, we okay. lost. Jamal for a quick second. I told you I added him, but I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, uh, let me get him back in here real quick. Shout out to Bangladesh, though. Since he's yeah, so <laughs> so so my next my next thing is WWE 2K19 did release um live from Bangladesh. <laughs> we, we we had to make it work, so it's okay. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so the next topic: WWE 2K19 released. Their roster uh, today, yep. um, about seventy nine, uh, about seventy five different superstars was announced. Um, anyone from Adam Cole all the way to the B team, um, to the Mighty Don't Kneel, all the way to Ruby Riot, a whole bunch of people. 
Simple question is, who is buying this game? <laughs> so I'm tempted because I haven't bought, literally, I haven't bought a wrestling game since WWE 2K13. The wife bought me 2K17 just to see if I wanted to get back into buying wrestling games. But I think this might be the year I might actually go get it. Um, just depending on, I mean, with the rosters that you're playable, you know, the, the features that they have on it. I'm really interested in how this game is going to develop. But then again, I have this optimism, but I still have this thing where even though it gets hyped every year, like WWE 2K18, 19 is going to be the best ever. But it still seems like it falls short on certain certain standards. For example, in the 2018-2019 of video games, it should be no way that we have to read, um, like, in my story mode about, you know, what your characters are doing, like you're reading off of Super Nintendo. I think they need, that needs to be, like, a live audio or motion cap, whatever you want to do for those characters, so you're not just reading part of that storyline. That's what I wish it would be better on. I think uh, after last year, wait, not last year, what, what's this, 19? So after 17... And that super glitch that totally knocked me out of being interested in, in 2K, that uh, there was no chance I was getting in 19, uh, 18. However, um, maybe Black Friday. This is on $30. Yes, yes. Because you called that out two years ago. When yep. you was like, if you want to get it, get it for $30 on Black yep. Friday. $25, $30 Black Friday. That, that seems a little bit more down my alley. I'm yep. sorry. It, it, when it comes down to development nowadays and all the money that these companies are getting, 2K being a really renowned uh, um, studio, I'm not selling for no glitches, man. Like, come on right. now. It's, right. it's, it's, it's not, it's not well, acceptable. AJ Styles is on the cover, so you know it's trash. Oh, well, <laughs> well, I guess that says it all. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Black Friday pick up for sure on that one. I'm definitely um, picking up uh, Fire Pro Wrestling though. That that has to happen like sooner than later. I think it's out already now. Yeah, it definitely is. It's like fifty dollars, I think. You're, you're good to go too, by the way. You're good to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I, oh, there's still a little bit. I don't know. Do you have something in the back? Do you have the um? You don't have another instance running, do you? No, 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 no. I do okay. not. I, it might just be too close to the uh to the thing. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll make it work. Anyway, so yeah, uh, 2K yeah, it comes out soon. Um, they released it today, so definitely if you want to check out all, see if your favorite superstars on there, you want to do that. Uh, moving forward a little bit about all in. Nick Jackson also is, is suffering uh, suffering the flu. There's a chance that they said that he may not pull through for all in. Mm. If he does not perform at all in, does that by any means hurt the show? Well, it certainly can't help the show because <laughs> they're the guys that put it together. Um, I think it does change it. However, there's a guy named Neville who was sitting on the sidelines <laughs> that could, you know, be in Chicago. Just saying. That that could be interesting. That 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 damn show could be interesting. Um, also, too, it's so funny uh, listening to the Chris Jericho podcast that... <laughs> They said that yeah, but basically said that their fan base is so crazy that a lot of people are not even fans of their work in the ring. They're just such fans of being the elite. So if even if they did a two-hour being the elite show, they will be perfectly fine without him even stepping in the ring from the sounds of that. So well, yeah. We'll see how it goes. But you know, <laughs> I just want all, I mean, I want, but I'm sure all in wants to have everything on all cylinders clicking because this is a huge thing for independent wrestling. So, I mean, you just want everything to go the best way you can, even if that means bringing in Neville, I guess. I mean, I'm sure they're on the line. I mean, these guys, these guys, even though they do not proclaim themselves to be uh, uh, bookers or um, promoters or anything of that sort, yep. uh, they, they got a sense of the business now. And uh, I'd be very surprised if they didn't try to work something out within the last you know, few hours or few days to, to do that. Right. Um, now, now a while ago, your uh, your perception of All In once like the initial card was released was that it wasn't very good. Yeah, knowing what the full card is, and obviously you won't be in Chicago for it. Does do you have a better uh, perspective of what? Uh, or you have a better feeling about the show, or do you think it's still uh, trash on a bond? Um, no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not necessarily no regrets about going. Not necessarily no regrets about going, but just as a as a whole, uh, will you even if you do watch it or don't, 
but do you think that this thing is just as bad as you thought it was a while ago? I don't I don't think the card is that bad. Um okay, so the car's not bad, but it didn't and maybe I sold myself so high. It didn't live up to what I thought was going to happen. I mean, when you're talking about the fact that they completely personally invested into this happening, I'm thinking these guys are going to try to go above and beyond to set every match on fire. And um, right, so see, so you said looking at this card, looking at this card, especially with the um, the Golden Elite, uh, Matt and Nick Jackson and Coda. Versus uh, Ray Junior, um, uh, Phoenix, yeah. and Bandito. Yeah, you don't tell me. Tell me that's not going to be. Yeah. And See, I hate to say it, but a five star match. <laughs> <laughs> you know, tell me that that Jay Lethal isn't going to put is, on the show. This is in the show right there. Yeah, please. Can we? Can we? versus Pentagon Junior. See, my my thing is when when I when I think about it, I know this is going to be a great wrestling match. What I thought because of what everything was built around is. But this is going to be one big spectacle as far as matches and dream matches being put together. So I'm thinking, no, no. I'm thinking like they are going to do something like crazy, like Pentagon versus like Koto Obushi or something like that. Or like, um, I don't know, what was another big crazy match? Like, like matches that probably should never or could happen because of like contractual reasons that they may be able to. You know, finesse to get together to do. I, well, I think they did that, like though. That. I mean, they did that, and a lot of Especially things have to happen within reason. I, 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 yeah. yeah. Then, we, then we all agree there, right? Unless because they, 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 they can't just do like reason. you know, they can't do Pentagon Junior versus Okada for no reason because right. you know that's not. And, you know, and what, see, what if Okada gets hurt by a non-New Japan guy? Exactly, and that's exactly what I thought they were going after. That's exactly what I thought. So when I thought like this was happening, that they're self and they're you know they're self financing. I'm thinking these guys are going to create a home run derby in the independent show. Well, it's basically the the independent all star game. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I mean, like you got a bunch of great people individually. The game itself doesn't really mean much because it's an all star game, so who cares? But it's just going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, except except it's not like the Pro Bowl. It's what I thought it was going to be. It's more like oh, the, but the, but the but the Pro Bowl is trash. I mean, like let's let's be honest. Nobody yeah, cares. See, about the Pro that's Bowl. not that's what I'm thinking it was going to be. So you know, my expectations are still like I'm I'm cool with not going. Um, but my perception of what I thought it was going to be had to had to change, and now that it's actually here, um, it's going to be it's going to be damn watchable for sure. It's going to be better than SummerSlam. Oh, <laughs> is that a debate? No, 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 of course not, because I think that it's going to be better than SummerSlam. Oh, I was about to say, is that, <laughs> but that's, that's that kind of my point. <laughs> but that's kind of my point, though. If yeah, they yeah. have, if, like, consider that there's no real storylines um, built up for this thing, which is a thing for people. Uh, considering that, uh, like, half the card is just, just actually, flat out. Actually, there's storylines. No, I mean, there, there really isn't. I mean, I, you, I if mean, you're going to say Nick Aldis and Cody, okay, fine. No, 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 if you're going to say the I'm stuff gonna, from being the elite, it's fine. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And, and again, <laughs> it doesn't mean much to a lot of people. It does mean... I'm, uh, let me retract that statement. Although it doesn't mean like much in the whole spectrum of like wrestling, it means a damn lot to the being the elite fans. Yes, like, yes, yes. That's they're completely invested in that. And also too, like the Marty's the Marty's Grove versus Okada match, like on paper, that's gonna be probably could arguably be the best match of the year. I think oh but not just but not just that, not just that, but the fact that how they're selling it, like Marty knows that. Okada's a heavyweight and and and, and he's a uh, junior heavyweight and he doesn't stand a chance. He's so much bigger and they're selling that all on the show. Like I, I never thought about that. This is like a two good wrestlers in the ring, but the fact that that's what they're selling, that's also getting people invested. And I think that you know, as far as like storytelling and 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 the booking for it, it it helps. It's a little. It, it adds a little bit, and I think they did a good job with that. Considering that again, this is the All Star game. Right, and and I think like, but it, like a good all star game, like baseball, hockey, or basketball, where it's like, oh, my favorite player from a bad team made it. <laughs> like, good for them for sharing that that moment on like the big stage on international audience. Yeah. So, so you got a lot of guys, you know, the Joey Janela types, the um, your Jordan Grace types, and they're all fantastic. Uh, you know, Madison Rain and Tessa Blanchard and Brent Baker, all fantastic. 
and now they get to be on international pay-per-view. Um, that's not something that you can say when they go, you know, after all in to their next uh, meet at some firehouse in Indiana. <laughs> so this is this is the all-star game for them, and I think that it means so much to a lot of those guys. I mean, guys no, like Cody no, and no, Okada. No, 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 no. And, and, and not to, I, I don't even know if you even just mentioned this, but the over budget or whatever they're calling it, battle the over royal, the budget battle royal. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about what this means to them? <laughs> Those are some people that literally are within their graces to be part of that, and they exactly. haven't even announced half the people. Yeah, I can imagine. I think only like seven or eight people are announced. Theoretically, um, three, please like ten. Six, I'm nine, twelve. I see twelve out of the fifteen people that have been announced. Yeah, one, it's two, only going to be fifteen. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, that's again. That's going to be fun. Who knows who may show up? Um, you know, we talk about Neville. There's the Ellsworth guy hanging out there that you know could bring some yeah star power to it and and, and excitement. Um, but for what it's worth now, what they got is going to be good. And I mean, again, that that group of people that's in it are all right. top talent. Now, the people that I see named include, but are not limited to, uh, Jordan Grace, Moose, Rocky Romero, Cole Cabana, Ethan Page, uh, Mm -hmm. Brian Cage, uh, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Jacobs, Marco Stunt, uh, Brandon Cutler, and Best Baron Corbin, Punishment Martinez. (laughs) (laughs) So, and the winner, of course, faces Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor title. Yeah, and which which he'll retain. Yeah, Yeah. again, we talked about all in earlier this week, so... And nonetheless, though, I, I to, to your question, though, um, it's 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 going to be a good day for wrestling and beyond uh, with all in. We will answer your question in a second that you had earlier. I just want to go back to one thing real quick so we can get around to these topics. SummerSlam next year has been announced to being in Toronto. Ah, oh, damn it. Yep. So the question is NXT Toronto Takeover Toronto returns uh, SummerSlam in Toronto. They talk about the four damn it. out there. Next year will we uh, be in attendance cuz I've never been to Toronto and that is absolutely the means of going. I that is not okay. <laughs> okay, so all in real qu- real quick again and I don't want to cuz we got to get ready to wrap up and uh t- cover a few more things. How do you think that all in measure success? They done did the unthinkable. They sold the 10,000 seats uh, within 26 minutes. Um, they put together a real stacked card. It's a solid card. Um, and, and a pre-show. And a pre-show. They got the deal with Fight TV. They got plenty of endorsements that they have announced and some still coming in. I'm talking about endorsements from Cracker Barrel. Thank you, Cracker Barrel. Um, um, I'm about to say Fridays. Oh, yes, Fridays. They got Friday. They got wait, wait. Yeah, they got. Yeah, they, got uh, yeah, they, they got, got they Fridays. Got, yeah, and they got um, Hot Topic. Just to name some. And and the pre-show is going to be on WGN America, right? Yes, it yep. is. And they got the Fight TV thing. So the question is now with all well, we have Fight TV and Fight Network in Canada, I believe exactly. And New Japan World is going to stream it as well too. Um, obviously, Honor Club is going to stream it. I mean, they're they're running on all cylinders right now. The question is, at the end of the day, when the curtains close and it's all said and done, what is the means of success for a fan for, for being at the event? Well, I think that if you are if you, if you if you are a fan, and I watch Being the Elite every week, and you are a fan, and you knew that you were all in. Because of how this got started with a, you can't do it. And the fact that, unfortunately, this is actually the saddest part about it. This is the biggest non-WWE wrestling show in North America. Yes. Um, that, that's, that's a horrifying statement to make. And I think that, um, I mean, good on WWE for being business, but Jesus Christ, there's, there's literally no competition on that level in North America. Sad. But here we are. So I think as far as the success goes... They've checked a lot of boxes as to what makes it successful. The fact that they do have international coverage. The fact that they do have a pretty decent car that people generally shit on, but in the internet. Um, the fact that they do have um, you know, storyline implications that could carry them uh, in the very long-term uh, goals afterwards. Uh, the fact that they secured a venue in, in a major metropolitan area. This is not your dad's indie show at, on, on, over in a bar over a laundromat. This is an arena. This is a big event. So I think 
they've checked the last box they have to check is to just do it. I can argue um, against that. I love everything you say, but I got one more thing to argue against that. Go get it. Okay. Now, the one thing that's going to have to be, and I'm, I'm not speaking of a fan, I'm speaking as a business now. Uh-oh. Because if you want to make this independent thing or this all-star event a business, you have to figure out a way to make it a season two and not a one-night only. And it has to do with ratings and the financial implication of how much you get back. How much do you get back on the Fight TV app? How much do you get back on your streaming service? How much do you get back for the pre-show being on WGN? How much does that make it where you can not only do this again, but do this at a higher level to become a bigger business? Um, and I think that's what's going to make it successful. Now, being there, like you said, based on what's doing this from the ground up, literally, that's already going to make it successful. It's going to be successful. But you don't want this to be a one night thing where this never happens again. Instead, you want to build on to it so you can have this continue to be year in and year out. And that way you might have people leave the biggest wrestling industry in WWE to work for this moment right here of All In. I think you're putting the car before the horse there. Um, I don't disagree that based on what the card is, I would I, we'd like to see another event like this sooner than later. Absolutely. With that said, I don't think that there should be an obligation to anything going forward because that's not what got them here. Uh, what got them here is was telling interesting stories via YouTube and um, generating a core audience that culminated in a event for that core audience. Um, that's what. That's why we're here. Now, should does that mean that you know we should give them, um, you know, and have Michael Bay direct the next season of Being the Elite? No. Does that mean that they need to go bigger and better and expand and and take over the world? No. Um, I think that what they can do, they need to do it more efficiently. Um, and I do think because they don't run a company, they're not a wrestling promotion. They're just a bunch of guys that have things interest. Um, and put their money together to make this work. This is like an AAU game, mm. uh, sponsored by a radio station. <laughs> so I think that if we can, if this goes off without a hitch, to say that it could be done legitimately is the win. It would now, be nice if, if, if someone answered my question. <laughs> well, no, I answered your question. I said, what makes this successful? I think they checked all their boxes. No, the only box a, they need I, to. I asked, as a fan, how do you measure success for them? Oh, I thought I answered that too. On top yeah. of that, I just think by being Say as a there, business person, I mean as a fan, no, 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 as, a no. person, by, as, by, as a fan, by being there, like Jamal kind of alluded to, right? Just by being there from the ground up, knowing what they did and seeing that type of, like you said, that promotion where all these guys coming from different independent scenes for an all-star event, and and this is done from the ground up. As a fan, you're gonna be like, oh man, I was part of history that nobody thought they could do this before. And I'm just pulling off the words that you said, Jamal. So, yeah. um, so you're basically, I, I, you're basically that saying that this, this success before they show even starts. The yep. fact that you Absolutely. bought a ticket, the fact that you were able to get a ticket as a fan Absolutely. means that you won. Okay. And, and, it's, and, it's, and remember, people so, bought so, tickets not knowing what, A, the price was and stuff like that, or what the cart was. Yeah, there was I, no cart. I understand, I'm, but what I'm saying, I, I, I guess my question is too, what you guys kind of really didn't answer now at this point now, is this that, at, and now at this point now, again, that you're there, what do you, how are you going to measure success? And I mean, I guess for myself that, um, yeah, being part of history is something. Well, I mean, the show is the show. So, I mean, if you don't like uh, the matches, that's on you. Right. But as far as the willingness to be at the show, sight unseen, venue unseen. We didn't know any of that until very recently. So the fact that the people were willing to plunk down their money and, and get that done means that that's a win. You got in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like, uh, sim- again, with the All-Star Game analogy, uh, the All-Star Game was just here in D.C. Um, I did not go to the All-Star Game because, personally, it's not worth my money. Right. If I were into the individual players instead of my favorite team, then yeah, I would have paid an exorbitant amount to see my favorite to see my guys. Yep. Um, and that's what all in is. These people are invested in the young bucks and what they bring to the table. And sight unseen, they said, Yeah, we're all in. And I think that's that's a win for everyone. Now now if, if the show is good or bad is really irrelevant because it's subjective. Why? And, 
Because I guess, like like Jamal said, naturally, when you get these guys in there, it's basically you're going to like the product because you like the people that's involved in it. Like, example, say for me, if I was at All In, I don't care if it was a terrible match. I'm there to see Cody Rhodes because that's my favorite wrestler. So by me being there just to see Cody Rhodes, regardless of what goes on, and this part of history of what it's becoming to be, I'm going to think it's great. Now, it could have been better, yeah, but I'm going to still be happy and involved as a crowd, you know, because we are all part of, we're all 10,000 deep, part of something that's never been done before. Well, it's the same reason why people the, go to WrestleMania. I was just about to say, well, in that case, then I don't know why anyone ever complains about WrestleMania because every WrestleMania is history. That's so, true. That's yeah, Michael Cole reminds you of that every single time. Tons of money to boot all the way then. Anyway, anyway, I, and I guess for that matter is then, are y'all going to SmackDown 1000? Uh, no. Uh, probably not. But it's been debated that people at work are trying to maybe get some group tickets together, but I don't know if they're going to. Oh, that. I mean, if people at work are trying to get some tickets, then I'm down. Yeah, but, but <laughs> would I do it just to say I got to be there? No. Yeah, because because SmackDown doesn't have that relevance to me anymore. Um, mm-hmm. It hasn't since about 99. So, you know, for, but for that reason, and that's why it's iffy. Now, I mean, then think about this. Again, we're not talking about the matches because that's up to you and what you like. But we went to Philly for progress, sight unseen. We didn't know what the car was going to be, but we knew that we needed to be in the building, wherever the building was. Same thing with the Evolve shows in New York. We knew that we needed to be in the building, wherever the building was. Same thing with TakeOver. And hell, we, we're, taking a, we're talking about TakeOver next August. Yeah, and, and, and okay, so... So that's my point. Just, because just so I don't want to jump around this, conference, this topic for so long, my, my whole point is... Two things. One being, yeah, I do get the unpredictability of not knowing what the card is and just wanting to be part of something because of history, so on and so forth. Um, but I'm just saying, my my general question was, as a, again, as a fan, how would you have measured success? So that that could have been a personal answer, and I mean, simply, um, you know, from Marcel's response about being a part of history in the event to see your favorite wrestler is the success. Uh, is 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 brief success for him and I, I and i think your answer was sort of along the same lines but i, I was just wondering like you know what may have a fan leave out of that event disappointed is what i'm saying oh well then, well, then how do you fail um at all in i think if if the matches are noticeably bad like if you and for, and for non like injury related or anything like that reasons but if you know that Nick Aldis is absolutely phoning it in. Or if you know that, you know, um, your Billy Gunn has no right being there. Or if you know that, you know, somebody's there just because they're one of the boys, then, then okay. I mean, we know good and damn well that Christopher Daniels versus Stephen Amell is a match that doesn't need to happen in any, in any you know, iteration of Earth or any alternative universe. But... Does that inherently mean that it's going to suck? Well, no, because Daniels is going to take care of him. But as far as the, um, you know, how do you fail at it? You know, like if, if they have pay-per-view issues, satellite uplink issues, lag and stuff like that. Um, you know, for the people that are watching around the world that can't see it, then yeah, I mean, that's, that's rough. If they can't even order the damn thing, those technical glitches that happen to, um, was it MLW all the time? I mean, you, you pay your, what, $30, $35, and you can't even order the damn thing? Well, that would be horrible. Like you said, they, they just have to do it now. So, you know, right. good luck to them. And I think it should be all around a good show come Saturday. And everyone that's in attendance, um, they're going to have one hell of a time. You're in Chicago with those fans. It'll, have to, it, it, it'll be fun. I'm sure it's going to be very loud and we're gonna, it's going to be very noticeable on TV. So good luck to everybody in that. Um... So, anything else we need to talk about here so we can put a bow tie on this? The real question is, in Toronto next August, are the Blue Jays at home? <laughs> uh, they did release a partial schedule for it. They certainly did. So, that's what I'm looking at right now. So, anything relevant to today or this year or I don't know. <laughs> it's tonight. relevant to today because Jamal needs to make his plans right now to see if he's going next year. Uh, well, the, the questions that need to be answered. Um, no, I, I do think that, uh, you know, Toronto and, um, uh, Toronto's great city. They're Canada Center is a fine building. 
Um, I wouldn't mind going back for, for NXT TakeOver. I, I've been to TakeOver Toronto before um, last year, and um, I'll go back again. Yeah, I'll, I'll be making preparations for that. So it is what it is. Anywho, um, for, okay, so for this show, that's that's going to be it. Um, because obviously you guys had a chance to say did add to it, but that didn't. so that's that's it. The time expired. Um, but we do we do guys a lot of things coming up. Um, so stay tuned. A, a bunch of good episodes that I've been plotting on. Special guests I have lined up. So. Uh, stay tuned for that. You know where to find all of our information at our, on our social media or on the website, biggoldbellgroup.com. Um, and yeah, stay tuned because a lot of good stuff is coming up and I look forward to getting it out. So, you know what I'm looking forward to? Jordan Grace versus Jay Lethal, Ring of Honor Championship. Just saying. The, the world may not be ready for that. I'm just saying. And you, could you imagine walking into that house with the ROH Championship? <laughs> and you know Gresham's got to be salty. <laughs> well, let it let it be known that if 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 he has anything to do with it, he's coaching her up, and she will be most prepared for him, unlike anybody else in that field. So, yeah, especially since yeah. they just face each other, so makes sense. Right. So, uh, yeah, we um, out. Yeah, we out. Toronto apparently is playing the Yankees at home, so I will be in Toronto for a takeover. <laughs> no, don't leave it. You'll be there for SummerSlam. Indeed. Let's, let's not bet on that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll get to you guys very soon. Peace out.